Hi, I'm Daniel Spear. And I'm James Swazza. And you're listening to Long Beach Cheese May, a podcast presented in collaboration with Ford. Whoop whoop. <laughs> That's, yeah, like whoop, a, whoop. Like, you know, like a car alarm or something. I don't know. Like, we're, we're getting, buckle up. This is going to be a great episode. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Just kidding. Are you ready for us to finally dig into the one issue that everybody, if you live in Long Beach, you're yeah. like, you spend time in Long Beach, yeah. everybody talks about housing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so bad. No. Like, clearly we're in a housing crisis, yeah, and, but- and I mean, everybody even visits Long Beach is just like, housing yeah. is so... Tough, well, right? the first thing they say is, where can I park? And then the second <laughs> thing they say is, like, why is house, why is fucking rent so expensive? Yeah, right? and I think that, like, you know, when, you, when you're when you thinking about housing and, like, the conversation around housing, there's there's so much we can get into. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, even in, it's going to take more than one episode. No, right? I think we can wrap it up in the Type 45, right? <laughs> you got it. It's going to be multi, multi parts. But I think what's important to talk about and think about housing, mm-hmm. right? It's not just, like, what's available to understand, like, the housing crisis that we're in, especially like living under capitalism, yeah. right? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. understanding that like when we don't prioritize housing as a human right mm-hmm. and housing is just, you know, commodified out there for people to make more and more money it's a cool of, investment opportunity, oh, dude. it's just the, the only way we can provide housing is people make more money off yeah. of it, right? And I think what Not is, because it's good. Ugh, what are yeah. you, a hippie? God, get out of here. And what's so interesting about Long Beach is that like we have just this like giant history that goes back for years and, and literally generations mm-hmm. of not just like a real estate, you know, interest coming in, people making more and more money and then displacement, yeah, right? This shit um, isn't new. Oh, so I I know that sounds like not the most exciting yeah, yeah. ever. You guys really have a great time. <laughs> you know, I, there's a shout out to Leanna Noble. She is a great comrade with Long Beach Residents Empowered. She always talks about, you don't feel capitalism as viscerally as until you're fighting your boss in a workplace mm-hmm. or your landlord in, mm-hmm. uh, in as a tenant, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true. So it's a big issue to tackle. Yeah. I'm super excited that we got Kevin Flores here, who's a reporter and co-founder with Forth.org, um, doing awesome grassroots journalism. That's the guy telling us the research shit, huh? <laughs> That's like a help us. I knew I recognized them. Yeah, so we're super excited to have Kevin Flores here. What up, Kevin? Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here to talk to us about like the like the real real estate. Man, you're not going to be excited after this podcast. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so all good things, right? All good things about housing. You might just be a puddle of sadness. <laughs> right, right. Well, I listen. feel like a lot of our episodes <laughs> end up in a pit of despair. Listen, I already listen to sad music all the time. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm we're re- here. I'm ready for this. We're here. We want to know. We want to know the tea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, I guess big question: Why is it so bad? Housing? Why is, oh, what's man. going on? Jeez. <laughs> how, yeah. How does real estate let's just? Hold, let's in, in. Yeah. How is the city again and again prioritize the interests of developers and the real estate industry over low-income renters? Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you the most depressing bedtime story here. I think we're right. <laughs> it's almost 9 p.m. here. So, oh, my God. So tuck, yeah. tuck, yourselves tuck yourselves in. Late night housing tales. Time is a construct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the, the title of this uh, children's book is uh, How Real Estate Interests Plundered Public Funds and Shaped Long Beach in the Process. All with the uh, express written consent of elected officials. Oh, I cool. love this story. I used That's to read great. it all the time after everybody poops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's a banger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Stella Luna and then whatever the fuck you just said. 
<laughs> Legit, if I saw that book in a Scholastic book book yeah. scene, I you would order that. My yeah, you would, would pick like, it up. Yeah. yeah, I would. It was I definitely would. not a uh, pick your own adventure book. No, <laughs> no, it's uh, more I of the Goosebumps genre. Yeah, yeah, it's more in the R.L. Oh Stein <laughs> category. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, All right. Can you imagine like chicken soup for the real the 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 developer soul. Oh God! Like uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, so so I mean, there's a lot of places where you could start the story, really. But I think for our purposes, we're gonna we're gonna start in 1961. Ooh. So this is this is when the Long Beach Redevelopment Agency was created by the City Council. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've heard what redevelopment. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, uh, th- these were basically created in an effort to revitalize neighborhoods. You read that word, revitalize, right? Yeah, that's mm. a big word yeah. that they like to use to mean other stuff. <laughs> yes, and, and combat quote unquote blight. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Ooh, and this was like, this was like a, a thing across California, right? Like California yes. had these like yes, development yes. agencies. Ooh. Yes, yes. These popped up all over California um, and they were empowered by state law yeah. um, during uh, the post-war period. Um, gotcha. And so yeah, they were they were basically created to to eliminate slums, urban slums as they were oh. called. Yeah, and they were they became bloated bureaucracies that would essentially siphon property tax money and give it hand it over to to real estate developers through this kind of complicated scheme. So I was about to say that sounds like yeah, a scheme. I was like, oh, okay. A so scheme. so wait, wait, wait. They take property tax money and they give it to real estate developers? That's yeah, so so um these agencies would basically they would declare an area of a city to be blighted. Okay. Right. And and so that would establish it as a project area. And then these agencies would uh, go on to capture most of the property tax growth in that area. In theory, or I guess the justification was this, that like as redevelopment occurred, property tax values would go up and thus taxes would go up and they, they would kind of skim that off and then use mm. that money gotcha. to, so they, they would have the power to take ownership of land through eminent domain. Um, and then they would assemble parcels. They could relocate residences and businesses. They could flatten existing structures. And then if that wasn't enough, they could give out low-interest loans, grants, and or just land giveaways to uh, to developers. Okay, this sounds like one hundred percent like a back room. Like I'm th- pink, thinking of like a back room conference <laughs> with a bunch of like white dudes around the table, yeah. cigar smoke in the air. <laughs> yeah, not like, far off. Not <laughs> far yeah, off. and they're like <laughs> highlighting. It's like when I'm right. playing Sims, and I'm like, oh, how am I right. gonna fix this like, little the, area? The only thing missing from this scheme is ping pong ball. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like. <laughs> I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. but like, so if you're parsing off sections of a city like that and calling it blight areas, what happens to the people? Oh, what <laughs> happens like, to what the happens people? people that live there? Yeah. Right? Well, and also, like, that's <laughs> they're not wild, even thinking about like, that. You're taking public dollars yeah. and then just like giving well, it to a private company, right? Yeah, if you're a real estate like, company, ha- just handing it over. And these five guys were appointed by the city council. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, I mean, and that's the big idea behind this was that that this was just a way to bring in business mm. and create housing yeah. and just lure developers. Like that, that was the big thing. Is yeah. like if we incentivize these these guys, like if we give them a bunch of subsidies, you know, a bunch of like freebies that they'll come here and build in Long Beach, build in downtown especially. Mm. Um, so yeah, cigar smoking men. So I mean, they, they the the Long Beach Redevelopment Agency described itself as composed of five prominent prominent Long Beach businessmen. So Ooh. this is like 
Some crony capitalism. Straight up five mm-hmm. dudes. Right. There's just like straight five, up five dudes. business dudes. <laughs> Making like, all these decisions for all these people. Writing on vibes. Who, who, who probably have no interest, right, in like, no. in like increasing property values, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just make money. Yeah. They're just, money. it's literally like five people deciding entire swaths of land and, and houses and, and people's lives. But like legit though. Since it's the all, 60s. Yeah. And it's also legit. Like I can't think about how many times I've talked to people people who like have like who are part of the city or have some power and think that we as like a, a city just have to bend over backwards for developers just like begging them to make more money and exploit all of us it's wild well it's been built since the 60s at least right yeah. is that what we're saying like yeah that's what we're starting that's okay what we're starting, well but. that's where it begins <laughs> cool and it got better right yeah, yeah, I mean, so <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, so the agency issued this three-point policy statement that kind of like was their philosophy, and it, it basically said the agency would do whatever it could to quote assist private enterprise in redeveloping parts of the city. So this was like basically a an avenue for pri- like private corporations and real estate interests to just like access public funds to be able to mitigate the risks of, you know, uh, creating these projects, right? Like usually mm-hmm. you're supposed to put up your own money yeah. and mm-hmm. like you take, you it's a gamble, right? You, right. you, you make you, this could be something people want. It could not be. Right. That. And there, there's a chance of a loss, but like when you're yeah. playing with house money, public money, yeah. Kind of really like takes the risk part out and it's just a win-win. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm thinking cool. of, <laughs> I'm thinking about all the guys I've ever hooked up with where I accidentally let slip like talking about socialism and oh, they're no. like yeah but you just don't get the kind of innovation you know unless you have <laughs> capitalism and I'm just like really? that's what yeah. I'm talking about right? Yeah. Like, so in a better maybe w- we should have some risk <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the idea is like we can get all these outside companies and they can have their bring their all their cool ideas to the table to redevelop these areas. But meanwhile, ignoring the fact that like all these people are about to be displaced, all these houses are about to be like, yeah, like totally smushed. Totally. <laughs> so, a lot of this story that we're that I'm going to be telling you has been hasn't really been told in an accessible way. A lot of it, a lot Ooh. of it's been told in academic papers. Okay. And so, I'm going to be citing a lot of those. So, Ugh. just I know, but. I'll break it down for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's okay. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Can you do I it? With, can you, Daniel's it's, like, I'm going to have to do some learning. Listen, you, you wanna, if you can just send me like an infographic or two, I can <laughs> retweet it, you know, without reading this. I have you to read. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we are you for. So, so our first paper is by uh, Gary Hytrek, who I think James might know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, he's a very well-respected uh, sociology professor at Cal State Long Beach. And oh, dope. Gary's awesome. Yes, he's great. got this great paper um, that I think I recommend to everybody, um, anyone who wants to learn about um, Long Beach history. It's called Space, Power, and Justice, uh, the Politics of Building an Urban Justice Movement. So this is kind of scene setting to give you an idea what the politics were like at the mm. time. So, mm. And so this is a quote from there. So he says, he writes, the politics in Long Beach has long been the purview of a small, tightly connected group of elites. Mm. Driving post-war politics in Long Beach was a small, powerful group of no more than no more than twenty-five conservative, wealthy white men interlocked through social and business connections. That's such a small fucking number. <laughs> like making Dang. huge decisions yeah. that ripple out for the next century. <laughs> I just want to think about that for a minute. Right, right. Smaller than the classrooms I had. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we've set up this Long Beach redevelopment agency. These five, these five businessmen. 
So a few years later, in 1964, uh, they declared uh, their first ever project area. And it's this 21-acre neighborhood called West Beach. Have y'all ever heard of West Beach? West Beach? West, West Beach. Beach. Sounds like a diet kind of, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. West Beach. West Beach. No, I've never heard of West Beach. Yeah, I don't know. More commonly referred to as the jungle. Have y'all heard of the jungle? I, I have heard of the jungle. Oh, okay. oh, sorry. I got really excited there. The jungle? <laughs> I have heard of the jungle. I yeah. have not. Wait, is this, um, is this where? Um, is like the downtown kind of by like the, um, the why am I forgetting every word I don't, out know. Of my- <laughs> I don't know <laughs> let, let me help you out let me help you out so, okay, so, okay, so okay, it okay. was a neighborhood that was located in the uh, southwest corner of downtown. So okay. next, right next yes. door to the Pike yeah. Amusement Park, yeah. right? There you go, Pike, okay. Pike, 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 yeah. Yep, That's so, so kind of tucked landmark. there yeah. between Ocean Boulevard and, and the LA River. So I think it's like, a Forever 21 right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which, that's the real jungle. Let me talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. So historically, the narrative of this neighborhood, nicknamed the jungle, it's like usually been framed in like this very lurid way because, because the kind of people that lived there were poor and... It was at times it was described as the Venice Beach of Long Beach because it was inhabited by transient sex workers, bikers, artists, mm. low income families, beatniks, carnies, mm. you know, like the, the coolest people. Sure. Right? Like, Honestly, bring that back. That's a vibe. <laughs> All the culture. That's a vibe. <laughs> no, 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 no. We need another Quiznos. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Why not have the Quiznos in the jungle? No, you don't get a you don't get a quiz you don't get a jungle with a Quiznos. What you get is a weird t shirt shop. If I know anything about Venice Beach, those right. are the kinds of things you need to right. bring in culture. It's like right. a weird t-shirt shop, a bar you've never, like, will never see a chain of <laughs> that only has, like, Blue Moon. And right. then, like, yeah. And then, like, uh, just a workout station. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> love that. So there's a lot of dive bars here, right? Like, this was a place that sailors like to go, you know, got known for, like, hedonistic pleasures mm. and also muggings. And, like, the thing that always gets told about um, the story you'll always hear is that the, the sex workers there got the nickname of Hamburger Girls because they'd offer their service for the price of a burger. Oh. So like yeah, that's a that's one of the like famous little like anecdotes that you'll hear. I all mean, the time. I think that's cute. Yeah, done that for I think food, that's cute. Right? Honestly, the things I've done for right. dessert, I did it once for blueberry pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so there was about a um, about a, uh, 1,100 people that lived in, in West Beach at this time. And I, I read in one source that it was considered one of two black neighborhoods in the city. You know, mm. I don't mm. I haven't seen any anything else to like verify that or any numbers. But mm. um, yeah, there was one source that said that. So I'm sure our fact checkers will be. Yeah. That. And I think <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially if like five white men are looking at it and they're going like, this is called the jungle. Also, it's the only uh, like one of two black neighborhoods like. Yikes! Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 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 So, what do you think these five white business owners decided to do when they um, oh, flatten it, dude? Like they're gonna fucking carpet bomb it. Like, exactly. Flatten it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. man, just and put. I don't know. With the pike, right? Is that what's there now? <laughs> like, a well, they, 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 yes, you're right. They they raised uh, the entire neighborhood. Oh entire my neighborhood. God. Yep. They were. They, Wait, sure what they, is that? I'm sure they looked at it and you're like, you know what this needs? A, a Bubba Gump. <laughs> well, what is, what is what does that mean really? Does that mean that they pressed like they pressed a button and then everyone was kicked out of their home? Like, how does what is essentially? Yeah, they just they bull, the bulldozing began in 1965, um, and oh. by the end of of the demolition, oh. upwards of 150 buildings totaling 898 houses were demolished. Whoa. Hundreds of people were displaced, including Jesus. 383 families. According and this is according to this, uh, a survey conducted by the city. Um, 
and they they gave the. Wait, did they got the. I was like, they did the after. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. so sorry. <laughs> no, I, I know you're probably really busy right now. Yeah. Well, like, well with you your out, home being like, a pile of rubble. Right. <laughs> Hope you got insurance for that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they got, um, residents got a tiny re- uh, relocation payment for moving expenses. But to Do you know the like, number, the amount I, adjusted for inflation? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the, ex- the exact amount. A hamburger? But, but, like. but, to, <laughs> but to put it into perspective, um, yeah. so the, the LBRA, the Redevelopment Agency, they, they mm. spent millions of dollars to buy up the land, to clear it out, to assemble all these parcels, mm. right? And to like make it develop, like basically hand it over on a silver platter, right? So yeah. developers will be like, here it is. Here it is. You know, we did the journey work already. I, I made yeah. this for you. Oh, and God. and so so uh, if you if you look at the amount of, of of money they spent on relocation payments, it, it's less than half of the amount they spent on just the land clearance alone. Oh. Because they could just they could. It is because they could. Yeah, it was more expensive to mow it over and then to pay them money each individually. Yeah, that's oh. and like yo man, I mean this is I'm I'm. Wilding out because like I, I grew up in, in Santa Ana and yeah. the neighborhood that my parents still live in and I go frequent like they're trying to ex- they used eminent domain to like buy our properties to widen the street and they're gonna put bike lanes and stuff sure and it's a, such such a trip it just like you know like we know the families that have like yeah grown grown up there and yeah. like it's this this stuff is so violent like I don't think people understand all the time like how just like and no amount of money is gonna fix that right? no it's just so no amount of money is gonna fix it and also. So we're not going to give you that much what, anyway. I don't, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Here's a couple coupons for Domino's. Like, fucking, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a very similar, similar story that you see with, um, the ex- like, freeway expansions or yeah. just stuff, the building of the, yeah. the freeways in, in, in Southern California. You know, they were all they all went right through low-income communities, and they, those residents were all just completely displaced. So yeah. back in this time, like, city, official, city officials were so brazen. Like, they wouldn't, they would just say these no. things out loud, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it, they it was, say the quiet part out loud back then. They yeah. were like, we yeah. got to get rid of the vagrants and whatnot and so let's like just blow it up and everybody's like yay clap and you get a <laughs> here's a bunch of money right the fact that it was five dudes do you know the names of these five dudes we do have that you want me to is listen? it like Here Bigsby and shit uh, no this oh, is okay. after their time I mean, that would have blown my mind <laughs> <laughs> those families were still around at the time sure but, but, but sure. so so if you want to know the names of, of the original the original um, five the original five mode over this original five guys <laughs> the OG five guys yeah <laughs> 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 Gosh, Let's see if I can say all this right. Uh, Thomas B. Forster, Wayne J. Hull, oh my God, George W. Trammell, the curly mustaches and bowler caps <laughs> on these names, <laughs> <laughs> and James P. Thurmond. Oh my God! Um, oh, last guy uh, who was the chairman, James A. Edmonds Jr. He's re- God. The there's, a, whole, there's a photo yeah. of him in I'm, here. If you on behalf of James's, I would like to second? apologize. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are some old timey names, which in 1960 is already dated. You know, like they sound right. like my there's name's a, Thurgood I, B. Bloomington. I'm, I'm looking at a picture on my computer of these these gents, yeah. and I'm like, they look like they need a night in the jungle. Just like let loose a little bit, right? Oh like, my god, nineteen yeah. with those kids with their rock and roll music, then, <laughs> goddamn hippies. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, but statistically speaking, like one of them is gay, right? Like, right Out of like, five, no. 
<laughs> I don't know. This, this I think it's the, 10%. the jacket on one of these guys, it looks a little too slimming. Oh, yeah. That. Listen, no, no, no. The straights did this crime. Okay. <laughs> Stop trying to include them. Listen, internalized homophobia is real. I'm not to tell you. So yeah, these uh the re- redevelopment officials, you can find like a quote from them basically conceding that like it was gonna be impossible for them to find all of these like displaced people housing at the same rates that they were that they'd been paying in the oh, jungle. Of course. Yeah. 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 And then and the press telegram interviewed some of them and there there's a quote of one resident just saying, like, I'm moving to the desert. Right. Wow. I'm moving to Riverside basically. Oh, or yeah. like whatever. Like same, I was, same stuff I, you hear I, now. I forgot right? for a second. I was like, oh, there's nothing out there. And then I was like, oh no, there's stuff out there now. <laughs> <laughs> That that that's the story of West Beach, and so like that's the uh, that that project was actually one of the first public private partnerships in the whole country, and that's like a thing you hear right in the private oh, in the part- country, public private partnerships, public like private partnerships. In my mouth. Yeah, yeah, that's a class that I feel like we hear whenever I hear about like the trickling of like capitalism like seeping oh into like God. the public we, sphere. We, we, like, we got to yeah. do a whole episode on the public private partnership of the city hall. There's like, so much going on. Oh, yeah. there's going to be so many more. Oh, so cool. get ready. All so right, ready. cool. This is this Stop. is basically Stop. what this all boils down. That's as bad as it got, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then then that's it. And then, you know, the city learned its lesson and they're like, never, never again. Like, that was horrible. So inhumane. All right. Well, this has been Long Beach Cheese, mate. They live happily ever after. When I said do crime, not this. No, my God. Do crime. (laughs) Actually, we meant like fun stuff, like shoplifting, okay? (laughs) Not mow over people's homes. All right. What happened next, Kevin? Well, let me just tell you. Uh, So, I'm about to shoot the messenger right now. <laughs> There's been um, so so a lot of people, a lot of research researchers have kind of looked at uh, redevelopment agencies here locally and just like statewide. And mm-hmm. so there was one researcher here in Long Beach named Colette McLaughlin um, mm. who really studied this agency and, and she actually wrote her dissertation on it. Um, mm. and oh, that's it, dope. Yeah, and it's called uh, Blighted Partnerships: Uns- Unsustainable Redevelopment Practices. <laughs> and so <laughs> my former relationships <laughs> blighted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that was such a like RuPaul drag race, like right over the pipe. She was like my own partnership. Oh my god, my god, my god. <laughs> Listen, if any of my exes are listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. That's the name of my first mixtape. Like, <laughs> partnerships. <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway. I mean, she concluded basically that the, that the agency exhibited a, a quote cult-like adherence to serving the needs of redevelopment profiteers, mm. and um, she said the decision makers' unquestioning acceptance of private partners' proposals and their hostility toward anyone who opposes their proposals are also evident in the behavior of cult members. So she basically said this thing was Whoa, a cult. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh my God. I was about to say, is it a cult if it's motivated by money? But then I'm like, yeah, totally. That's exactly what cults do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, but the religion is money and you get stuff for money. But it's like, question. So this is like people who just like fundamentally also like don't really believe in government, right? Like in at least like the the government, like a public good, right? Yeah, these are the Ron no. Swansons of the world, right? They're yeah. just oh like, my God. Thank you for speaking my language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. Where's Leslie? Nope. We oh need Leslie. My God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the idea is like, I can do whatever the fuck I want because I'm rich. And also, how do you get invited? Is yeah. this like, this sounds like Illuminati shit. They kind of want to have it both ways. They want like government to, they want to yeah, be, they want the tax. Stay out of their way, right. but they also want the corporate welfare. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, by tax stuff that's going on bisexual <laughs> how dare you how dare you and I think there's a good there's a there's a really kind of haunting quote in, in this paper by by uh, McLaughlin who uh 
she interviewed city officials for, for her dissertation. And mm. so she talked to one who said, this is what they said. They said West Beach was done totally inhumanely. They just threw everyone out, but they built very beautiful office buildings down there and it improved the area. That is, wait, what year was this? This was, uh, I think it was, this was, the dissertation I think was done in the 90s. Mm. That's so wild because I think Mm. about like how many like people that I, or like news stories that I read when they think about like the gentrification that's happened in the like past five years alone. Yeah. Where it's like they acknowledge like, yeah, they like got rid of all this stuff, but like, look how nice it is now. Look how nice it is now. Shit don't change. So you know what's there today, right? It's the, it's so right when you get off the 710 Mm. uh, on Ocean. Mm. So the, the Laugh Factory. No, it's before that. So it's like the oh. Union Bank building, the Molina Center, and I think oh. the Ocean, Ocean Gate oh. building. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Part of being a podcast based in Southern California is describing like in relation to the freeways. <laughs> 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 like truly like that SNL sketch, like very much breaking it down. Like, oh, guys, you know where this is? Right. right. So the 710. <laughs> <laughs> So, so they're still. I mean, they've they've by this point, by by the seventies and into the eighties, they've like ramped up this like what they did in West Beach. They're like that worked really well. Like that got a bunch of poor's out and like yeah. made a bunch of our friends rich. So like let's let's create bigger project areas. So they created a, a project area in downtown that was much bigger, and so they kind of like did the same thing. So like they they created all these buildings. Like the Home Savings Bank was created in 19, 1978. And that was the okay. first major downtown redevelopment project. Mm. And so from 1978 to 1981, this up this upheaval caused some 500 mostly low-income downtown residents to be displaced by these, like, eminent domain land grabs. And that's by the city's own count. Where is this? This yeah. is in the downtown, downtown area. Downtown area, yeah. but, like, specifically, is there, like— just, It was all—we'll we'll link, we'll okay. link a map of this project gotcha, area, gotcha, but it's, like, gotcha, large, gotcha, it's gotcha. pretty much the downtown area. Okay. We'll put it in the show notes. Gotcha, y'all. gotcha. Put in the show okay. notes, yeah. So yeah, so they're pouring millions of dollars in, in public money um, and, and into these like for-profit projects. Mm. Uh, I think it was about a hundred million dollars in just six years, from 1975 to 1981. And anytime any of that happens, somebody's displaced. You said 500 people, like this families. Or yeah, people? and that was in just three years. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, 500 uh, residents. Dang. Residents. Okay. Yep, and so I mean, so this all this this really caused the city so skyline to just fast. Yeah, that's it so was this, this was three fast, years, yeah. five hundred people. That's insane to think about. Yeah, it was it was very fast moving, and um, so it really just caused the city skyline to just like change overnight almost, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And like the, the the LA Times called this thing demolition derby. So oh they were just God. yeah, they were just demolishing like a bunch of cheap housing in in yeah. downtown, and the thing is like the the. Uh, uh, Around this time, the, um, the 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 redevelopment agency was like ordered by the state to also create affordable housing. But they mm. like in like if they were going to be destroying affordable housing, they needed to kind of replace it. Mm. But we have data on this, and like you can look at it. And and between 1980 and 2008, in the downtown, they created only about five very low or low income units a year. And by, between, between, by affordable housing, you're talking about like the they're subsidizing like the rents for people. Right? Well, around this, it was a lot of SROs, like single, um, room single residence, yeah, single yeah. room oh, occupancy, right? Mm-hmm. So these are like kind of boarding houses where you could pay for a bed, um, oh, and like pay by the not, week, pay by the month, month, oh. pay by the season sometimes, and it was like mm. very cheap, right? It was yeah, just like a bed. Sure. Yeah. Got it. Oh man, to go from like you have a home to like you have a bed is. And then you're only getting that's if you're lucky. If you're lucky, you said five buildings a year were built. Oh, there were five units of affordable five housing. Five units of yeah. affordable housing were built a year between the years between the years of 1980 and 2008. 
Whoa. <laughs> nothing, dude. No. You had 500 people in three years get displaced. Listen, and you're trying to be like. I'm gay and I don't do math, but that's not. That's not enough, dude. That's not much, no. Yeah. No. And a lot of the, the, the SROs, are, they were just old hotels, right? That kind of like became yeah. SROs. So, yeah, they, they demolished a lot of these like historic hotels. Mm. Um in in trying you know, like and doing this like urban renewal stuff, mm. so and I mean and again like they were pretty open about this like and there's a document from yeah. 1978 uh, from the planning department and they call it a trend analysis but but pretty much put this in plain terms they said like the downtown needed to attract quote high income households and quote limit housing opportunities for low income population so it was like yeah you know like just saying the quiet yeah. part out loud yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. back then. You just so be like, wild. Yeah, we don't so want wild. poor people here. We only want rich people. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, like, around the same time, too, is, like, white flights going on. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. the the this, like, there was, like, vast acres of ag- agricultural land, like, north and northeast mm. of, of downtown Long Beach that were redeveloped, like, into suburban residential neighborhoods mm-hmm. after World War II. Mm-hmm. And so, like, as middle class white people fled from the urban center in the 1970s, these, like, mostly segregated suburban areas, um... City leadership began, like, orienting the downtown economy towards retail and tourism. These are, like, two, you know, precarious industries that provide mostly low-wage work, right? Yeah. Yeah. This was, like, this was going to be in place of the sort of, like, military jobs that were in in the city, like aerospace and stuff like that. That that went away. So you've gone from jobs that are, like... A, you know, good paying jobs. Jobs with like right? a, you union know, jobs, right? union yeah. jobs with healthcare and like benefits and stuff to like now your retail. To fucking Forever 21 in Quiznos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And so one of the big things that created um, these low income jobs were, um, were, were were the creation of hotels, right? The Hyatt, the Westin, the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Um, and and all, the, the building of all these like involved a lot of sweetheart deals. And this and, is all and like bailouts. In like the 80s? This point? is in the, yeah. For, yeah. So we're moving from the 80s into the 90s now. Gotcha. And so, right, these, like, hotels promised, they promised that they were going to create the foundation of a new tax base made up of, like, sales and hotel taxes. But, mm. yeah, I mean, this created a low-wage economy that that kind of just really served to increase the wealth gap between downtown residents with jobs that had, like, they had little, little, real room for like upward mobility, right? Mm-hmm. And like, and there's, there's a, there's a UCLA study called "Banking on Blight," and this is, I'm going to quote from them real quick here. Okay. Um, they say by using public funds to lure these types of employers to the city, city, uh, the redevelopment agency adds to the number of working poor, in turn increasing demand for social and municipal service and low cost housing. So, like at the same time that they're not building affordable housing yeah. and destroying affordable yeah. housing, they're creating more need for it by yeah. creating an economy that is like low wage. The more people you Whoa. kick out of the area, and then you're also making like jobs that only pay poor, like poor wages. That's such a crystal way to like show that all of this stuff is so like it's just it's, feeding itself. Yeah, it's, it's making the problem worse right. and worse and worse. Which drives me nuts to then hear people like like Susie Price talk about how like these are just like these single issues and we need to study them from all different angles. And it's just like they have a vested interest in keeping it the way it is and in maintaining the status quo, yeah. right? Where it's just like let's just keep expanding our tax base and bring in people who yeah. so we can push out folks who are poor. You're just gonna. Did you kind of miss the days when people could just be like, I don't like poor people? Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. say it with your whole chest. I know you're thinking it. They're like, hey, it. we want to <laughs> mow over this neighborhood because we want money. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, well, there's no hidden yeah. agenda there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and so you, and, and one of the things that's not like super well known is that these, um, the, most of these redevelopment agencies, and, and here in Long Beach included, mm. um, they operated. Many times in the red. So it's like for most most of the 1990s, oh. the, the, they were operating at a loss. 
Um, wow. And so to just give you an idea why this happened. <laughs> love like, the innovation and capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So yeah. even even they're even doing this, and is it the idea is like we will make money down the line? Like, I think that was the idea, but the thing is, like, they were just handing out all of these subsidies to developers, right? Oh and like, and, and so that's that's where a lot of the losses were coming. And so, like, I'll give you an example here, right, of, of like the type of losses they were mm-hmm. incurring. And this comes from a book called "Not Working: Latina Immigrants, Low Wage Jobs, and the Failure of Welfare Reform," and it's written um, by two researchers, um, Alejandra Marchaveski and Gian Theo Harris. Mm-hmm. And I, this is a great book that really, like, I, again, another recommendation of anyone who wants to learn. Not more good bedtime reading. So this is what they they say. So they cite the city's $12.7 million investment into the plot that would become the Shoreline Square office complex. So uh, the city sold the land to a private developer in 1985, um, and it was for less than half that amount, half that amount that they paid for. So (gasps) the debt that this incurred (laughs) would linger with the agency for 17 years. Wow. Whoa. Wow. That was just given away. Yeah. Just Why do that? Like just as a business person, <laughs> right? And this is—I mean—this is all in an effort to like build up the downtown, build right. up the tax base, and yeah, just yeah, like yeah. bring business into the city. I okay. can't even make a joke. I'm just so gooped and gagged. Yeah, I, I am really I like. Have... I don't know. It is starting to sound oh like my God. Really bad at business. <laughs> Is it, yeah, I mean, this is a trend that's still going on now, right? Like, we yeah. got the, the Queen Mary Community Hospital, and I mean, oh, we're going to be talking about the ocean air in the next episode, right? Oh, so man. I I've so fix I feel so fixated on the like thinking about how much like in America like we're this is just a playground for the like yeah. the rich wealthy. It really is just a like, playground. To be frank, white right like <laughs> yeah. establishment right. I was I used to joke with my friend Lewis. I would be talking about like um, you know in Game of Thrones we're the peasants getting burnt by the dragon. We're not like the main characters. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> I've never been like yeah yeah, yeah. in Star yeah. Wars we're the dudes on the planet. We're like oh no. And then it blows up. Like, that's us. That's who we are. Right, right. That's who most of us are, dude. Right. Oh, my God. This this kind of activity keeps going on for decades, right? And so, like... For decades! Decades. (laughs) Decades. For decades. decades. This is a a pattern that's probably (laughs) very true across America. Yeah? Like, that's... You more or less. Oh, like, you mean you mean corporate interests <laughs> infiltrating, infiltrating government know, and getting getting merging of a public of the public sphere the, and the using using literally like property tax money to like fund like the the fucking flattening of neighborhoods and shit. Yeah. Oh, tight. Yeah. Oh, cool. Sick. Fuck can't, yeah. the, can't these people just go get like hobbies? Like it's not golf. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> just. <laughs> I don't know. God. Yeah. So um, this, yeah, this went on. This went on for decades, and um, there was uh, there was another there was another project that was completed in in the early two thousands called the West Gateway Residential Mm. Project, right? And this was this required the wrecking of structures on, on seven downtown city blocks. Wow, Ooh. seven blocks? Seven blocks and caused uh. an estimated displacement of 103 households. And this is an area like bounded by Broadway, Third Street, and, and Chestnut oh, Magnolia. Oh, shit. Okay. Have you ever walked seven blocks? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time. <laughs> and of those displaced, 62 of the households were Latino. And this is according to a 2004 report from the city. And um, among them was a muralist named Daniel F. Martinez, whose whose workspace was caught in the demolition zone. Oh my God. And and he he had a he had a really sort of poignant quote in the, in the press telegram. Um, and he said, "They don't want Latinos having great real estate next to the ocean. They never have." Mm. Jesus mm. Christ, man! 
Damn. That's so deeply fucked up and it's it's fucked up shit that goes all the way back and it's always been and it just exa- and every time a new development comes it's even more you know new slums quote unquote are built and but, then the, just, but the economy oh my god but the economy it hurts it hurts to hear that quote man that yeah hurts. so i mean if there is a happy ending to this it's the in in, in 2011 all of the 400 um redevelopment agencies in the state were closed by um governor jerry brown because oh. there's just so much negative press and like all and then also the budgetary shortfalls caused by the recession moonbeam for the win <laughs> Jerry Brown. You know, my dad, he was like, I'm going to vote for Jerry Brown in the, when he ran the second time because he dated Linda Ronstad. I was like, that's all it takes for some people. Like, all right. <laughs> hey, Shout listen. Hey, look, you know. I, I guess, like, listen, man. Listen, go vote. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. He's, he's the villain of that Dead Kennedy song, so I can't trust him. <laughs> I just listened to that the other day. I like the idea is not because I don't know, and it, all it took was that much bad press. But I'm sure. Sh- but but these it's about seventy years. I I feel very like validated because yeah. I remember I was organizing when when all of that was going down and they were getting they were Jerry Brown wanted to abolish the redevelopment agencies. Yeah. I was very for it. I was like, yeah, sure. this, this is a scam. This is a yeah. scheme, right? And I remember five dudes, five different dudes. I remember <laughs> like a lot a of like, like like Robert Garcia, a lot of folks coming out being like, "This is bad." All this I was like, it's "Not does not sound bad though." Oh, I think yeah, no. and you'll hear a lot of like looking back like fondly at the day of the uh, of the days of the RDA from a lot of politicians, right? Like mm-hmm. because this what I mean, to, uh, you know, I used to, to be to able to tap my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I used yeah. to be able to hire my son so we could right. mow over a parking lot. Or right. I wanted to do the nep- nep- nipple thing. Nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Nepotism? There you go, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. I want to strangle you, but that's the right <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, and um, that's that's the story of of cool how developers were cool. like in yeah. Long Beach. Now that it's abolished, none no real estate companies are buying we, a swath we, of land, are they? We there's did. there's no more. We figured it no out. More yeah, yeah, yeah. No more, we did it, yeah. Have, you know how every day my rent gets cheaper? Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's great. Right, because the RDAs went away. Yeah, it's something went away, and there's no more problems. So, so it's also so wild to think about. Like one, we are still in such a like uh, housing crisis today. But also, too, on top of that, like, there's still so much of a pattern of, like, displacement and gentrification still ongoing despite all of that. But then also, like, you know, I I think that everything feels so, like, how is this happening right now? But it's also, like, understanding the history. Like, one, this has happened before. And that, two, it is, like, these are decisions that people— Often, like case in point, like yeah. white men, right? So like wealthy also, white men, an astronomically small number of people, yeah, aren't elected. Wait, we don't get a say. We don't get a say, dude. Like yeah. we don't get a say in who gets to fucking mow over whatever right. they want. And it's people with that have just been handed this, right? Right. You know? Yeah, and I, I'll, I'll, it may, this is making me think about a meeting I was in um, back a couple years ago with uh, with a bunch of people, and, Ro- and Robert Garcia was there, and was like newish mayor, and we were talking about um, the senior arts colony over on Anaheim and Long Beach Boulevard, and it's like a, it's an amazing building, hundred percent affordable, mm. and he like jumped out of his chair, being like, "Yeah, I can't believe we got that thing to be hundred percent affordable." I'm like, "You're the city, like." You're the- the city, I the city, believe. you have the land. You could say you have the 
power, the authority. I can't believe we did it. Yeah. To like to, to require that. I love it when a politician is just like, "Wow, how oh. bad is that one?" And he's like, "You're the fucking mayor, my brother in Duh. Christ, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're the mayor. You're the mayor, like, dude. Channel your 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 yeah. you know your your city duty of yeah. these like five white men nude. <laughs> yeah, like, dude. Wait a minute, we're just gonna do that. Swing your yeah. fucking dick around for once oh. and like do something good. <laughs> Jesus Christ, oh man. I also just want to plug that, like, you know, this is, like, there's still so much work to be done. I mean, we're going to talk about this for future episodes, but also, like, you know, there's a lot of organizing happening with, like, stays, Stay House LA, mm. especially in, like, in light of the pandemic. Mm. Long Beach Residents Empowered, mm. the Long Beach Tenants Union. Like, look them up. We'll drop them in the show notes as well, because, like, we got, we got a, we got a greater Long Beach to win. <laughs> you yeah. Know? There's always, this problem is with, like, a tenants union is that you, like, with all organizing, like, it's stuff that you have to, before you're at the point where you're getting kicked out of your house, you have to be a part of it, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Which means that you have to show up for other people. That's the only way it'll ever work. Is right. If you start showing up for other people. So that's why all these things take work. And this is what real solidarity and organizing is. It's showing up and, and being like, okay, like, we're going to fucking chain ourselves to the building, whatever, whatever, like, because this shit's happening. We can, we can fight for our own jungle. We have to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We have to fight for, like... <laughs> <laughs> the duplex or whatever you're like you're at, dude. Legit, like whatever legit. you need to fight for. Anyway, organize our building. One building, one building, one building at a time. Yep. Straight up. That's building how. You, that's how you keep block your rent block. down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fundamentally, organizing breaks down to just knowing your neighbor's name, right? Yeah. Like and talking to your neighborhood yeah. and knowing what your block is like, and that's how it starts. And that's yeah. the only way. That's unfortunately the only way that change happens. My point is just like all this housing stuff is an incredible bummer. And these are, you're kind of like catching us up to today. So after hearing all of that, it's just, it's wild to me to think about how much like the city, our local government, which is supposed to protect and provide for, you know, the social good, Mm -hmm. just uh, routinely helps these real estate interests, these, these wealthy developers just you know, take care of any loss that they have yeah, and just and reset. And we've been doing it for poor, fucking decades. Yep. <laughs> and if you're low income, poor, like you just get lose. out of there. You're yeah. blighted. Right. And and right that that there's like a common phrase that gets used for this kind of behavior, which is that the the government is is socializing the risk that mm. these businessmen are um, should be taking. Like right, like under under normal like market discipline, yeah. you would you would. This is something that like is is a mechanism that's there in case you make a, make a bad investment. Like you you got to pay for it, right? You yeah. you, you, yeah. you invest in something that nobody wants, no. then like there needs to be some kind of like financial repercussion. Yeah, but like the city doing this, then like it incentivizes like bad projects, like bad housing that nobody wants, right? Mm. Like right, and so you socialize the risk, and then on the other side, like you do privatize the rewards. So like. If there is a return on that investment, that doesn't go back to the city usually. It goes all to the private developer. It, yeah. it goes to the developer, the whatever the the real estate bigwig um, that's behind that. And so that like that dynamic where you're giving subsidies and tax breaks to like the business elite mm-hmm. um, ends up like draining our our like our our city budget, right? Yeah. And like. That's money that you know would would go towards like providing services or maybe even like towards affordable housing, right? Um, and and not being able to do that 
hurts the most vulnerable people, right? Because right. those are the people who need those services, need that housing the most. Yeah. That's literally prioritizing the developers and the wealthy interests and saying, forget the people, forget everybody else. Good yeah. luck out there. Yeah. And so, you know, right, we talk about how, like, the priorities of our budget um, contribute to this, like, this, like, yawning gap between the poor and the rich. And, right, yeah. like, if you're giving money to, to the rich so that they don't have to lose money on bad investments yeah. and taking that money away from like the general public. Well, yeah. then that, that gap gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. yeah. It's right. fucked. I mean, you look, look at the money that the city has and you can go into say the jungle, like we talked about and be right. like, Oh, we could provide social services for these people. We can provide, you know, maybe some resource for them, get good jobs, et cetera, et yeah. cetera. Instead, it's like, you know what? It'd be a lot easier if we just fucking demolish this place. Hell yeah. Let's find somebody who can make a bunch of money doing that. And that's why like, I've been like, especially lately, I've been so turned on by like oh. community land trust. Like, Oh, okay. oh yeah. Talk yeah. to me about oh. community, community, community land trust. Your nipples are hard as a diamond. <laughs> like, I think the idea, right? Like, if if people own the land, they can't be displaced, right? None yeah. of this kind of speculative stuff, right? And I mean, the fact that, like, local organizing has actually been able to win public investment in community land trust is a huge first step, but yeah. we still got a long way to go. It's Halfway a, home, but a, a long way to go. A long way to go. And there's, go. Got, there's a, I mean, think of a, a, an alternative timeline, right, where all this, like, money that's been given as handouts to developers was actually invested in yeah. things like a community land trust yeah. like decades ago, right? Like, right. where would we be with our housing? Oh, my God. A different world, different America. Yeah, God. yeah. Well, I know there's so much that so much to this, and um, you got to come back and tell us some more about what's going on in these these real yeah, estate. You didn't deals. have enough. You didn't have enough. <laughs> <laughs> Lay it on me. Oh Lay my god! All right, but we talked about some real ways that you can affect change. We I, talked about all that stuff. We did. You ready for the, thank you for coming. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank you. I was fun. I was like blah 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for coming, Kevin. Thank you for being yeah. on. I know you're very busy. You're you're you you gosh, you're busy. I'm I'm leaving y'all. You're leaving at don't some point. Kevin's that. leaving. Yeah. No, just for a little bit. Though. I don't I don't You'll do be that. back? I'll be back. I mean, maybe. <laughs> no, I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah. I'll be back. There's a Long Beach in New York, right? <laughs> there is. Yeah, there actually is. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to land this plane and land get us on out of here. Thank land you it. so much for listening. Um I just want to put in a little plug here you know if you're interested in helping long beach we mentioned a few organizations long beach residents empowered is a good one look up long beach tenants union we'll mm -hmm. leave links in the show notes like definitely check those out if you're interested in more info on housing and housing justice and also like we'll link in the show notes to kevin's articles all the like, amazing articles on yes. housing too. oh there's gonna be so many this. sources yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So many. Yeah. this show notes yeah. are juicy the show notes are thick yeah don't <laughs> do what daniel would do actually read them yeah yeah, you know? yeah yeah you know or read them aloud to me or i can get the text to speech <laughs> you know i'll get it going i'll figure it out yeah Anyway, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at LB Chisme on Instagram and Long Beach Chisme on Twitter. If you have any questions, comments, or follow-ups yourself, you can message us at those socials or at lbchisme at gmail.com. Long Beach Chisme is brought to you in collaboration with Forth.org, a home for Long Beach grassroots art and media. If you're interested in supporting watchdog journalism emas, you can donate to Forth via Patreon at patreon.com slash F-O-R-T-H-E-L-B-C. That's fourth L-B-C. Get it. Uh, get it. <laughs> get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
I've been Daniel Spear. And I've been James Swazo. I'm always James Swazo. You're always James Swazo. Yeah. You've I've been I, him. I, I am. You James, are him. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. And sometimes yeah. I'm in him. I'm the good Stay James. queer and stay <laughs> radical. Bye. Bye.